You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. You're wonderful, but you're being weird. Oh, we love you. We love you. Nobody else can hear that. People are listening going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> well, you know. Um, so this is Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I am your host, Erica Lance. I don't know why I'm pointing. You couldn't even see it when I was pointing. Um, my co-host today is Bo Lake, and our amazing guest is Ox. Oh, Austin Camacho. <laughs> Woo! Very I don't even good. know what the hell word was about to come out of my mouth but i did stop myself so i think you were gonna say author i think you were gonna go it's a tough drink you know what i did manage to eat the three remaining cherries that were in my cup i've discovered the key to this to have a lot of ice it floats them on the top but let's talk about what we're drinking and then we can ask lots of questions to austin who's been drinking along with us in the previous episode um so in um, actually drinking with author swag, we have some, you'll get some awesome for being on the show. I am Ooh. drinking limeade because I took a lime, lime, lim, limeade and um, it's cherry limeade because I put, oh, wow, this is great. I put uh, moonshine cherries from the old Tennessee company. And so I, you know, I knew I'd be in this state by now. This is what happens in the middle of the day when you mix moonshine in any sort of citrus beverage. Anyway, it's pretty badass, as you can tell. I'm feeling the effects of it. Bo, what are you drinking? I am almost done with this bottle of Blue Moon, and I wish I had gotten another, but it's fine. Is that the okay. same beer? Mm-hmm. The same one beer? Uh, yeah. Someone has to keep their faculties about them. Erica, your partner's a lightweight. <laughs> I know. You should. You, you're lucky. You at least got one of my partners a drink. I have two that don't drink on the show. <laughs> one of them's actually legitimately allergic to alcohol. Wow. And the sunlight. I think she's a vampire that just got like the really shitty end of the deal. (laughs) It's true. She I and then ironically, the other person who co-hosts that has epilepsy can't drink some most of the time because of that is allergic to garlic and onion. Like combined, (laughs) they're like the worst vampire tropes ever in the entire universe. So we should make them co-hosts and have it be non-drinking with authors because they can't. Sober Um, with authors. Sober with authors because we have boring, weird medical conditions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Austin, what are you drinking? That'd be a good idea, but it's too long a title. And I still have the very last bits of this um, apple pie that my friend Clayton in Ohio makes uh, himself with Everclear and whatever else goes in it. And it's sweet and it's really, really good. <laughs> I think and I'd dangerous. like it. I think I'd like it. Um, okay, so this is rapid fire questions. We're doing so well so far with the start of this show. So <laughs> oh, the first okay. question is, what is your favorite book of all time? My favorite book of all time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady in the Lake by Raymond Chandler. 
Why is, is that? He is uh uh his his prose is like poetry. Best best writer ever. If uh, it's who he's who I want to grow up to be. Okay, okay. What about your least favorite book of all time? Hmm. I I don't I don't I don't have a good memory for bad. Okay. Least favorite book. I really. Hmm. I can tell you the least favorite book that I actually ever read all the way through. Oh yeah, I like that. Okay, that would be um. Oh, what what the hell is the name of that book? Uh, it's got the deer flag. Uh, and they made it. They made us read it in high school. And now that I've started down this trail, I can't remember the name of the book. So, like I said, Catcher in the Rye. No, 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 no. It was it was something they made us read in high school. But I don't remember. So, like okay. lots of things they made us read in high school, I don't remember. Who is your favorite author? Golly, one? Yes, one. Jeez. The top. That's just mean. <laughs> My favorite all time author is probably Raymond Chandler. Uh, Favorite living author, Dennis Lehane. Okay. But, uh, and, and if Raymond Chandler was still, boy, he, he wouldn't be able to write today. Nobody would read his stuff today. The sentences are too long. The chapters are too long. The characters are too complex. He'd never sell. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, one of my favorite authors is Cormac McCarthy, and he also does the too long sentences. Okay, okay. So it might, it might still sound. It might. What is your oh. least favorite genre? Is humor a genre? I would say so. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy, <laughs> I, I don't enjoy reading humor. Seeing humor, yes, reading humor, no. As a reading genre, I don't know, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, those are all about equal suspense. Uh, I guess I pretty much like genre writing. I, I don't like uh, literary writing. I don't okay. enjoy literary stuff at all. Uh, for me to get into a book, the characters have to actually do something. They can't just be all up in their head. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's mushy anyway, because a lot of sci-fi is really action adventure and a lot of horror is written. Crime fiction is one big ball. Yeah. And, and they kind of mix in, mush in. So yeah, I like all of that stuff. Interesting, okay. Um, what is your favorite book to movie or TV show where you think they did a good job with it? Reacher. Without even oh. thinking, <laughs> they did an excellent job of moving from the book to the screen. Uh, it took several episodes because they got all of the book on the screen. And uh, I think having the author directly involved with the process probably helped a great deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but yeah, that's an excellent uh, uh, Reacher on TV, the best, which would probably make Reacher in the movies the worst. Tom <laughs> I was Cruise, just going to ask was, you. <laughs> Tom Cruise is as far from my picture of Reacher as a character, as an author could. Yeah, except maybe, uh, aside from maybe uh, Dinkle, the little guy, He's the yeah. only person that could be farther from my picture of Reacher than Tom Cruise. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, if you could uh, be any main character from a book, but you have to live their life, who would you be? Oh, wow. I have to live their life. You have to live their life fully. Huh. You know what? I could stand to be Travis McGee. That wouldn't be a bad life. Okay. Okay. Living on the boat. I, what about your sidekick? That. Who would be your sidekick? It doesn't have to be from the same book. Who would be my sidekick? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. But if I was Travis McGee, I would hang out with the saint. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I need to write that. You do. I need you should write, write that down because you're going to totally forget when you get off this podcast that you said that. <laughs> Until you listen to your clear. podcast later but, but, and you'll be like, oh my God, I did say that. Simon so. Templer is, is such a great character and you don't know anything about him. And and he would fit well with uh, with uh, Travis McGee. You can't write a book while you're on this podcast. You have to be entertaining. So <laughs> okay. I saw that going in your brain. Nice try. Okay. Nice try. That's not what we do here on Drinking with Authors. We don't create things. I don't know why I just said that. That's not true. Okay, Bo, what's your next question? What is your least favorite book to movie adaptation? Oh, besides I, the Jack Reacher movie. Oh, besides Jack Reacher movie? Yeah. Um, think of another book that's gone to a movie. Um, oh, oh, oh. Um, it, the, 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 it, was, it was a John Grisham uh set in the south matthew mcconaughey played um what the heck's the name of that movie oh i know which one you're talking about it's about the i mean that was a really intense movie the one where the girl gets um raped right yes yes and and it was, it, a very, it was a very intense movie but it, it wasn't it wasn't the book it was a it time to kill a time to kill it wasn't an adaptation it was like they just you know took those characters and and made up new stuff mm. <laughs> true true makes sense but anyway but anyway um what? okay what so you you're not a huge fan but if you could be any mythical kind of creature what kind would you be we talked about vampires earlier um You know that's it. It would it would depend it would depend entirely on who my writer was. 
<laughs> okay. I, I would not want to be a Bram Stoker uh, vampire, but maybe a, a, a supernatural universe vampire. Okay. I could do I that. Take it. Um, you know, I want to be um, um, vampire diaries vampire. And you have a ring so you can go out in the daytime, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, which one of those vampires are you then, Austin? <laughs> oh. I would not have paid you for a Vampire Diaries fan, but let's go there now. <laughs> We're going there. We're on a podcast. Okay. See, what I so. read doesn't necessarily relate to what I watch on TV. And... Um, yeah, um, I I could be. Come on, tell sequel, us which vampire is your favorite. The sequel to that show was the set in New Orleans. The original. Yeah, yeah. In the originals, there was a black guy. Yes. And he was like, you know, dripping with finesse. I'd be him. <laughs> okay. Have you actually seen the new interview with the vampire, Louie? I have not. Do I want to? I think yeah. you might choose him. I have to give it really good credit because obviously it's not the same as the book exactly because in the book, um, they were both white. I mean, that, well, yeah. you there's know, that. but there's that. But I have to say, I'm besides Claudia, which I totally get why they cast a teenager because you know, um, but besides her, I have to say, uh, Louis and Lestat are completely brilliant characters. And so the premise of this story is it's taking pl pl place 20 or 30 years after the original interview happened. Oh, wow. And okay. um, the guy who originally interviewed him, of course, is older now. And Louis is going back through and wanting to retell the story because he's in a better frame of mind and the interviewer is not stoned and young and dumb. So it is, it's, I think you'd like it. I think you'd appreciate him. Okay. And I think they did such a tremendously good job with the casting of that I, particular I show. Check that out. I will check yeah. That out. So that, there's that. Um, okay. Uh, okay. What is your favorite weird food combination? Well, first, by definition, if, if it's my favorite, then I don't think it's a weird combination. So how, <laughs> that's, that's a hard. Except for people that you know that you've explained this to go, what? Like, <laughs> that's how you know. Um, uh, Well, let's see. There are several breakfast cereals that I like. And if there's only a little bit left in the box, I don't have any trouble filling the bowl up with a box of something else. I like that. And so any of the cereals I like, you know, they, they become another magical combination when they meet in the bowl and then I, I i always put raisins and um on a good day i i crumble up some um uh, some nuts to 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 put in some cashews because cashews crumble really easily 
I'll crumble up some cashews and throw them in the bowl. Um, and I don't even know if that is weird, but that's it, a that's a little more. It sounds than weird. I would ex expect <laughs> into it's, my cereal making. But it's but it's really good. Sounds uh, like it's really good. I like it. I, I am, like it. I am told that I eat oatmeal weird. Also, okay. Because oatmeal is, is oatmeal is a blank slate, man. So I like to put some brown sugar and cinnamon, and I like to put um, some raisins, and I like to put, uh, it needs maple flavor, so I'll put a little syrup in one corner, and butter, and milk. Butter? I think you lost me at butter. Butter. You didn't lose me at butter because I'm a huge fan of Kerrygold and think I can put Kerrygold on almost anything. Okay. <laughs> But if you if you like put them in different places, then as you're eating, you hit like you'll, you'll hit a vein of brown sugar and say, oh, and then you'll hit a vein of maple syrup. Oh, and you know, <laughs> you just anyway. like to mix flavors. It sounds like you're a flavor guy. <laughs> I, I like it. OK, so what but about just because um, I like something doesn't mean that I like it combined with everything. No, because I've had people say that. Well, you like this and you like that. Why don't you like them together? And I always say, yeah, chocolate covered fried chicken. That's my example of two great tastes that do not go well together. See, that would be worth trying. Have you tried that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not that drunk. I, I no, that sounds like a like just like a chicken tender in. Like Erica, after chocolate? this is over, you need to get a chicken tender and some chocolate and try it out and let I, us know. I, I, have, I would, I have except a, for I can't eat chicken. I'm, I have a good friend who loves um, chocolate-covered bacon. Oh, I my God. I love chocolate-covered bacon. I just can't. It is chocolate-covered bacon with maple syrup may be one of the best things ever created. I don't yeah. want my food to touch, so this is really gross. Yeah, that's... that's um, that, that's a criminal combination of foods. Sorry. That's, well, fine. Fine. Um, okay. So what other what other things? What else do you want to know? What else do you got? I have I have another food related question. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting away from books entirely, but go ahead. Yeah, this kind of also, we don't want to hear anything about writing. No, Moving yeah. on. Okay. What is your favorite writing snack? Writing snack? Yes. What do you eat oh. while you write? Besides coffee. Gosh, well, well coffee, of course. <laughs> um, M&Ms are good. Cashews Ooh. are good. Um, do I have a favorite? See, that's tough. Crackers with peanut butter on them is, is when I'm in a slow space, like I'm not zoom a doo doo doom. Crackers with peanut butter are, are really good. Give you just a couple of seconds to think, and then you, yeah, that that might be my that might be my favorite writing snack. Yeah, nothing out of a bag. <laughs> you got to put them on a plate. Yeah. Okay. What about your writing environment? Describe that to us. Um, I prefer to be sitting up straight at a desk like I am now um, with uh, plenty of, I, I need a window 
I like to be able to reach to the outdoors. Um, and I'm kind of surrounded by other people's books. I don't know why. I think I get some kind of energy. Something, something comes off of Elmore Leonard and, and Ross McDonald and Jeff Deaver and all my friends <laughs> soaks into my head. Um, but I guess that's all of my, all of my requirements. I, I, need, I need space for a notebook because I still make notes, handwritten notes while I'm going along. And I know nobody does that anymore, but I do. Well, I don't, there's a lot of people actually do handwritten notes. You'd be surprised if you really? listen to, when you start listening to our show, Austin, <laughs> you know, because that I know we're like so-so, so we can. But, but now know, that I. <laughs> now that you know that we're mildly entertaining, um, <laughs> you will see that there are many authors that actually still do handwritten stuff. It's actually pretty amazing. Let, I let me, let me just say. For the record, that I don't listen to any podcast regularly because I fear that rabbit hole. I fear being sucked down into it and then it, it will eat up my entire day. Well, what you do is when you're doing chores or you're going out walking or you're driving, that is when you podcast. That is when I do audiobooks and when I podcast is. Like all of us have chores to do, or even like today I was doing some gift wrapping for this, this ye old holiday season coming up here that will be passed when this episode airs, but when it comes up. But the, the, the thing is, is that you, I fill the time because I realize it's some time that I'm doing nothing that's really mentally <laughs> challenging at all. So I'm like, this is when I can listen to podcasts or audiobooks and be sort of multitasking. Wow. Because we all have to do dishes. When, when, when I'm walking or cleaning around the house or something, um, that's when a lot of the writing happens. That's when I'm, I'm seeing what happened or what's going to happen and I'm hearing them talk and I'm solving those weird problems like how the hell do you get out of this? <laughs> Well, and I don't want to interrupt that because your fans will kill me for making you know, your I'm books going, take longer. Can I actually, <laughs> can they actually build a hang glider out of branches from a tree and an old parachute that's no good anymore? Maybe. <laughs> In your book, they can. Maybe. You know, as okay. I'm Bo, I'm going to give you the final question, my friend, and it better be epic, epic, because we're mildly entertaining, so we've got to keep that standing. <laughs> You're never going to let that go, are you? No, I'm not, Austin. Yeah. When I see you it's in going, person it's in a going con, a I'm going to be like, yeah. oh, Austin, do you want to be mildly entertained tonight? You can join us for a drink. <laughs> got to get you guys to come to um, our conference in September. When, and what is your conference? 50 50 authors to pick through. It's called Creatures, Crimes, and Creativity. It's September 8th, 9th, and 10th next year. It'll oh, be the 10th year. It's our 10th anniversary. We, we got Jeff Deaver to come back. We got, oh, you do horror. You're a horror writer? Yeah. Okay. Our other keynote is Nancy Holder. Do you know her? Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll have Jeff Deaver and Nancy Holder as keynotes. 
Well, you should send me the information. I would love to join. Okay. I will. Um, oh, I have your email. You I do. You. <laughs> Did you say that was Creatures, Crimes, and Creativity? Creatures, Crimes, and Creativity Con. Erica, I just actually sent you an email about that earlier today. Did you? <laughs> yeah. From wow. one of our from one of our great authors. Wow. Oh, from one of your great authors. Who? Yeah. Lou Kemp. Her name's oh. Lou Kemp. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So right. what is Last your epic call. question? Oh, oh. What, what? Last question. <laughs> Lot no of pressure. Is there a quote from a book or poem, any book or poem that sticks with you in your head? Quote from a book or a poem. I have mine. Probably have not mine like too. all my quotes from movies and TV shows. <laughs> or that, or that. Oh, okay. Well, sure. all my favorite quotes come from Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> but, but, but my favorite favorite. <laughs> <laughs> treat us good, we'll treat you better. Treat us bad, we treat you worse. That's my philosophy of life right there. That's I like that. <laughs> See, one of my favorite quotes that's my philosophy of life is, did you ever even watch the show? Which is from <laughs> Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you ever even watch it? That's my favorite Star Trek movie ever. Is Galaxy I love that movie. Galaxy Quest. You, Galaxy. Are, you're watching, are you watching the Orville? Yes, yes, I love the Orville. Yeah. Okay. We could talk about that for hours. <laughs> love it. Bo, Bo what, what is your favorite book line? See, my favorite book line is it's always best to start in the beginning, which is That's a good one. Mouse in Wonderland is a Cheshire cat. Mm -hmm. So mine is from a poem um, by Nemerov. Um, and it is, oh, swallows, swallows, poems are not the point. Finding again the world, that is the point. And it's been stuck in my head since college. Wow. See, if wow. it's poetry, I could quote Shel Silverstein, which was, if you have to do the dishes, such an awful boring chore. If you have to do the dishes and you drop one on the floor, maybe they won't make you do the dishes anymore. <laughs> I love By it. the way, that doesn't work. Just that was false advertising as a child. No, it doesn't you work. Know what else doesn't work? And and you made me think of Shel Silverstein. And before you started talking, my head was already walking down another road. So I had Sarah Sylvia Cynthia Stout would not take the garbage out. <laughs> it's all about chores with old Shell. It, it sure is. It sure is. Except she really wouldn't, you know. Uh, then, well, then when she finally said she would take the garbage out, then the next line is, is that line from a horror movie. But now it was too late. The garbage reached across the state. <laughs> <laughs> and she came oh to gosh. an awful fate, uh, something which he cannot relate because the hour is too late. But uh, anyway. But the anyway. things that stick with us the yes. things that stick with us. Okay, Austin, one more time for those in the back and those that only listen to the literary briefs. How do people find you? You can find me by going to my website, www.ascamacho.com. Or you can write to me because I'd love to hear from you at ascamacho at hotmail.com. 
or you can find me on Facebook by searching my name, or you can uh, go to amazon.com where all my books are in print, in ebook, or even in audio, if you, you know, if that's your thing. I love that. Or you can come to the Creatures, Crimes, and Creativity Conference and meet me in person. <laughs> oh, I'm going to show up now just so that I can mildly entertain you for a segment of your conference. <laughs> We're going to come with t-shirts on, on too. That I will say put you on at least three panels. Please do, because I will say with my shirt on that says hosted drinking with authors, mildly entertaining. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is never going to die down now, Austin. I'm no. going to change my entire taglines of the yeah. show so that it includes mildly entertaining. My my, my fear my fear is that she's going to post that as a review on one of my books on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, this book say was five stars, mildly entertaining. Mildly inter that's all I'm going to say. It's five stars, mildly entertaining. At least it's five stars. My favorite review on Amazon on one of my books it says, um, "I haven't read this book, but I was told I should leave a review." <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs> Okay. You know, think, who held the gun to your head <laughs> exactly wow yeah anyway um well it has been fabulous having you on the show my friend thank you so much you've been mildly entertaining as well and <laughs> you guys are a lot of fun <laughs> oh now we're, a lot, we're of fun. To a lot of fun mildly entertaining a lot of fun where in virginia Bo? i am in winchester okay which is kind of, it's like, uh, probably like an hour outside of DC. I, I, I know where you are. Yeah. I know where you are. I'm in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, but I used oh. to live in Springfield. So. Oh, I I used to live in uh, Centerville. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> and, and North Carolina, is that right, Erica? That is correct, yes. Okay. My, uh, my, my sister-in-law lives there. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm south of Asheville up in the mountains. So I may hunt you down. Well, that's threatening and documented because we're still recording. So that's fine. It's Just in case in, if in I disappear, well, you know where to find the link. I know. I, I, I better call I that FBI and in the nicest at my way. Google searches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we're in trouble. It's, it's like the guy that says, yeah, my, my girlfriend says I'm a stalker. Well, she's, she's not my girlfriend yet. But. <laughs> But she will be. <laughs> oh my God. We're supposed to end, but side, side note. I watch a lot of true crime shows. And um, so there's one called um, I Am a Murderer yep. on Netflix. Yes. And they made it, and it goes through like the murderer's version of the crime and then brings the victim's families in to tell, and the prosecutor, like their version of the crime. And generally the murderers know they killed someone. Now, whether or not they somehow have justified it a little bit in their mind, mm -hmm. but in general, they know they're in jail for killing someone and they killed someone and whether it was an accident or not supposed to happen, that's all moot, right? I am a stalker though. The same people that made that show made I am a stalker and not a single one of those people was like, I did anything harmful. I was bad. Like no remorse. Wow. It's yeah. so much more terrifying the people who do stalking, I know this sounds weird, than people who just do murder because these stalkers, some of these stalkers ended up going to jail for assaulting or killing the person they were stalking. 
but they have absolutely they're so delusioned in their mind mm -hmm. that there's absolutely like no way they would um admit to responsibility for their crime which is even scarier than some of these people who murder people it's one thing to go yeah. no i didn't do it but when like you're like well no i knew her but it wasn't stalking because you know we're in a you relationship no you yeah. weren't like <laughs> and in in fiction the bad guy by and large pretty much knows he's the bad guy yeah but but in real life i think very often nobody I don't think anybody thinks they're the bad guy. They're the star of that story and and all these bad things happen to me. No, that's true. It's <laughs> it's the the villains are always the heroes of their stories. Yes. And with that, my friends, this has been Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs. I hope you've been mildly entertained with our <laughs> guest Austin Camacho. And don't forget to like, subscribe. And if you want to leave us a review, letting us know how mildly entertained you were by this episode, we would love it. Also, Austin encourages when you greet him in person, let him know how mildly entertained you are by this I, I think you misunderstood me. <laughs> what I actually said was wildly entertained. No, no. Wildly entertained. Oh, my goodness. Me. <laughs> I can I can trump my way out of this. <laughs> Yes. Like edit, delete, delete. <laughs> That's okay. I'm gonna rewrite the ending. We need to rewrite the ending. It didn't go over well with audiences. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and this guys has been literary briefs. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Check out the Modern Musicology podcast, where each week we talk about things like what makes a great drummer, our favorite rock documentaries, songs we love by artists we don't love, our favorite concert memories, songs that should have been singles, and all of our favorite music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now. Do not use Modern Musicology if you're allergic to it. Modern Musicology may produce itching, dizziness, vertigo, temporary blindness, or heart palpitations. Do not taunt Modern Musicology. Ask your doctor about switching to Modern Musicology. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.